Welcome to the Healthy Body, Healthy Mind podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kinghorn, co-founder and CEO of HBHM. We're a carbon neutral wellness brand and we're focused on the well-being of our customers and the planet. We produce a range of products designed to support a healthy lifestyle. This podcast is for our community. We'll have a range of experts in the health, fitness and wellness space designed to help you all improve many aspects of your life. For listening to this podcast, you can get 15% off our products at hbhm.com by using the code hbhmpod at checkout. Thanks for listening. So welcome to the Healthy Body, Healthy Mind podcast. This is episode one. Uh, Today we have Sarah Davidson, who is our head of brand. We've also got Martin Dickey here, uh, who's our founder. And my name is Brian Kinghorn. I am the CEO of HBHM. So today what we're looking to cover is a bit about an introduction to the team, uh, introduction to the brand. We're going to explain what our products are, uh, why CBD, our own experiences with CBD, our sort of health and fitness journey, as well as uh, some upcoming products and uh, some of the topics that we're going to be discussing on the podcast as well. So very briefly, if you want to introduce yourself. So Sarah, do you want to tell us a wee bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Sarah. So I'm the head of brand at HBHM. Um, I oversee the marketing, the branding and some of our NPD as well. Um, so I'm also involved in BrewDog and have been for the past four years. I'm actually Martin's executive assistant as well. So yeah, that's where I am. Cool. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, Martin, do you want to tell us a wee bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I'm probably better known for my work in the beer industry with BrewDog, but uh, also very excited uh, to you know, work with some great people and start uh, HBHM, which is a, a company based on, on, on helping people maybe live a bit better than they currently are. Perfect. And I'm Brian Kinghorn. I am the CEO of HBHM. Uh, Newer to the team than than these two guys, but uh, was working a wee bit with them in the background initially um, and officially came on board um, a month ago today, actually. So one month in already. And Sarah, you know, you you touched on a wee bit about yourself there. Can you tell us the news from the weekend as well? Maybe got engaged. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Got engaged. Super exciting. Super happy. Congratulations. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. Well Thank done you to Stuart much. for asking the question. I know. Well done, Stuart. Yeah. Superb. Did, did well. Um, when, so, when's the wedding? Is that sorted yet? Oh, after Corona times. Yeah. I guess. Difficult to plan. Right Don't now. really know. Probably be in my mum dad's garden. Well, <laughs> just let's just do it tomorrow then. I know. So do you want to just let's go on to Sarah and just explain a wee bit about the products that we've currently got. Yeah, okay, I've got one here actually. So we currently sell um, 1200 milligram CBD drops in three different flavors. We've got white peach, we've got cherry, and we've also got an unflavored one as well. So all of them are the same strength, 1200 milligrams. Um, so that would be about 40 milligrams per one mil. Um, we actually find that 40 milligrams is a quite a common dosage for a lot of our customers. So um, we try to not, um, tell people to exceed about 40 to 70 milligrams in a 24-hour period. But um, no, they taste really good and they are definitely the quickest way to get your CBD dose as well. Okay. And was there any reason behind the flavours? We just really like the taste. <laughs> I think we probably developed the flavours for about eight to nine months. We probably went through about 20 different flavours 
And then when we tried the cherry peach, we were like, yeah, that's definitely it. And we really wanted to have an unflavored one as well, just for people who want something a bit more plain. Yeah. You can add into your coffee or whatever else you want to. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of the unflavored is that, you know, there's, you can stick it behind your tongue and let it dissolve that way, but there's, you can also add it to you know, foods as well. So having an unflavored one is great for, yeah. for doing that. It's uh, something a lot of our feedback we're getting all the time is how much people are enjoying the flavours. Um, for me, like probably white peach is the favourite, but like cherry is awesome in a coffee and stuff as well. So cherry is so good in a coffee; it just tastes amazing. I know I've been sticking it into smoothies and all these sorts of stuff as well. It's I know, really cool. All right, perfect. So Martin. A big focus on the business um, throughout everything we do is going to be about being carbon neutral. Do you want to just talk a wee bit about why you decided to go down the carbon neutral side of things? Yeah, I think you know where the world is today, it's super important that, that every business and especially any new business should be focused on you know, the minimum it should be is carbon neutral. Um, we're in, a, I guess, a very perilous decade now for, for the world where the whole world needs to decarbonize a lot. So, you know, if you're part of the problem in that, it's, it's not a good place to be. And, and you know, I, I think over the next 10 years, we're going to be the generation where people are going to look back in 50 years time and say, you know, they had the, I guess, the last chance to solve the issue of, of global warming. And, you know, you can either be the people that, that actually said, it's not our problem, you know, the next generation can deal with it or we can actually try and do something about it. So I think, you know, we want to be one of the companies that's sticking our hand in there and say, yep, you know, we're going to do our best to be at minimum carbon neutral. So we're having no impact on the planet. And then on top of that, what can we do on top of that to, to really help decarbonize the world? Yeah, no, I think it's a massive responsibility on everyone, yeah, us as individuals, but businesses as well, just to step up and take ownership of it and actually try and make a change. So something we're really passionate about here. And I, th I think the key is that, you know, if you are a, a business that's, that's saying, you know, I'm, I'm carbon neutral or better, then it gives the consumer the, the option to say, actually, I'm spending my money with the company that, that is going to actually help, you know, make the world a better place. And, and that's, over the next few years, that's going to be the, the, the biggest influencer, I think, in terms of how we decarbonize the world is, is not waiting for governments to make a change because they've had, you know, the last 50 years to, 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 to start implementing that change and it just doesn't come fast enough. If you're in a four-year term as a government, you know, you're looking after yourself, you're looking yeah. after how do, I, how do I get this four years through and then re-elect in the next four years, whereas what we really need is that sort of longer-term sustained view of actually we need to make, you know, the, the world a better place and that doesn't happen overnight but what it means is if we can be the, the one of the companies that that is a, a carbon neutral company then anyone buying our products or anyone wanting to buy cbd has that choice to say actually i'm spending my my pounds or my dollars with this company and i know that that's going to make a change yeah. so if everyone spends their pounds and dollars and euros wisely then that's what's going to shift uh, you know, that make the big change in, in global environmental yeah. change. Awesome. 
So what about, how was the packaging looking for us then, Sarah, when we're thinking about that sustainability side of the business? Yeah, well, obviously we wanted our packaging to be completely recyclable as well and as minimal as we possibly could. So we are really proud to say that all of our packaging is completely recyclable and we use recycled materials when we can. The labels that we currently have are made from 30% recycled materials. Our mailer boxes are made from recycled materials. You can recycle every part of the bottle, every part of the carton, and we actually have a little guide on our website to show you where you can um, recycle each part. Um, the lid comes apart as well, so that makes it a lot easier just for um, disposing of. But yeah, it was a super important thing for us and um, it is something that we are always trying to do better as well. Use more recycled materials when we can and just use a lot less packaging. If it's not required, we don't need it. Yeah, and every, yeah. every new product will come on to the sort of, you know, product development stuff that we've got on the go uh, later on in the podcast. But yeah. throughout every new product, the, the message and the drive from us is always going to be to try and make sure that those um, products are, the packaging's all recyclable. So it's definitely not underpin everything that we do. Yeah, so, I think it's really important is that, you know, utilizing recycled materials where you can. If you can't use recycled materials, it's using readily recyclable materials. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Sarah's done a great job in sourcing all these things. And then, you know, for us as a business, at the end of every year, we work out our carbon footprint and, um, you know, as well as minimising our, our footprint in the first place, every, everything on top of that will be offset with our, our forest that we have down in Stirling. Cool. Um, and another focus that we've got as a business is around everything being plant-based. Mm -hmm. So do you want to just talk a wee bit about that, Martin? Yeah, I guess you could look at HBHM and, and I guess put it into three buckets, which is plants, people and planet. Um, and, and they're, I think, three of the most important pieces of the puzzle, you know, so, so HBHM, healthy body, healthy mind, was all about thinking, okay, well, as, you know, as, as a, a person, I think as a person, as you get older, you start to think maybe you're not as invincible as, as you were in your 20s, so it's like, how, how do I start to look after myself a little bit better? You know, I've also got some kids as well, and it's like, actually, how do I start to look after the world a bit better so that they actually have something to look forward to when they, when they grow up? Um, so you've got the, and then pl plants as well, and I think that's one of the most important pieces there is that, you know, if everyone has a more plant-based diet, then they're, they're you know, consuming uh, less resource out of the world. And then also with, with the HBHM, where it's, you know, based on, on hemp, um, it's what advantages can you get from some of these incredible plants that are out there, which maybe means that you don't need to, you know, rely so heavily on some pharmaceutical uh, alternatives as well. Cool, cool. Um, so another massive aspect for us is the community. So, you know, Martin just touched on that there about people is, you know, really important for myself. And, you know, we're all involved in some sort of health and fitness here, which we'll again, we'll expand on a bit later on. But, you know, having a pool of people, athletes, well-being experts that we can work with on a you know, daily basis to provide content to our community is a, a big, important part of the, the puzzle for us. So any, you know, inspirations that you have got in that space, Martin? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the thing about the community and, and people is, is really important. You know, a lot of people, especially over the last 12 months with, with COVID and restrictions, a lot of people have been in a I guess, a, a place that they haven't really been in before. And whether it's like a long-term isolation just by being you know, in, in the lockdown, or I guess a big change in what was from their life before. So my personal experience was, you know, before lockdown, I traveled uh, an awful lot and, and 
probably had not the best sort of general lifestyle. And that's, you know, for me, some of the best things was, you know, getting a, a sort of personal trainer and doing some, some general regular fitness. Uh, and, and it's made a huge difference to, to, to my life. Um, so it's like, how do we take some of the things that we've all experienced and whether that's, whether that's yoga or whether it's some general training stuff or, or eating healthy as well, and take these hints and tips that we've learned over the years and actually just allow our, our community to access all that stuff for free. So let's work with an awesome yoga teacher. Let's work with an awesome trainer and, and put these things online so that anyone can access it at, at any time. Yeah. So Sarah, do you want to explain a wee bit about who we have got on the current social channels and what yeah. things are up on there? Yeah, so at the moment we've been working with a really great yoga teacher called Melissa Peralta. She's got her own company in Aberdeen called Third Eye Tribe. So we've actually got a seven-week series running with her over on our Instagram and our YouTube channel. And so she has provided our community with yoga videos, meditation training, and also some breath work, which is really good as well. Uh, we've been working with ultra runner um, Kyle Gregg, who has been giving people tips on running, how to get into running, his backstory, and just giving us some re really great content on um, his warm-up routines and things like that. So it's been really, really, really good. And we're actually going to be working with a couple of nutritionists over the next week or so. We're going to be working with Laura Leslie Nutrition. So she's going to be talking all about um, mindful eating, um, how certain foods can increase your mood. And we've also got um, Michelle Graham from Eat Complete Without Meat, who is going to be touching on uh, totally plant-based diets and how you can get your protein from a vegan diet. And she's also going to be sharing some of her really amazing workouts as well. So that's really yeah, exciting. Yeah, no, really, really excited about that. I know. Uh, filming over <laughs> the next few days. Laura yeah. and uh, Michelle are so knowledgeable. You know, know. This, from the conversations we're having with them already and about what they're wanting to share, it's going to be so powerful for our community to 100%. To that, so. I can't wait to see like what, what we get to film with them. It's going to be really, really cool. Cool. So one of the things that we've been running over the last couple of months, I suppose it is now, is our lockdown pledge. Um, so Martin, do you want to just explain a wee bit about what was behind the reasoning to go back to this lockdown pledge? Yeah, sure. So, you know, lockdown, I think, has been super tough for, for everyone. And, uh, you know, we were sitting on, on something that can really help people. So, so our, our CBD oil drops actually have so many great positive attributes to them um, that can help sort of combat a lot of the th issues that, that people are experiencing with lockdown and whether that's sort of general anxiety and un uneasiness in that sort of totally different way of, of life or whether it's struggling to sleep in the evenings. If you're also um, you know, working from home as well, you're maybe training in a different way. Um, maybe it's, it's a, a first time that you've been allowed to have a really great solid training block and, and also CBD drops can really aid that recovery process yeah. too. Yeah, cool. So Sarah, do you want to explain what the lockdown pledge is? Yeah, so the end of January, we decided to take all our drops down to £20 for the 30ml um, bottles. And the reaction we've had so far has been amazing. So we feel like we've really opened up to an audience who have been curious about CBD, but just maybe weren't quite sure on what it was, what it did. But because we have taken it down to such a great price, we've had so many people take it and they can't believe the benefits it has. 
So yeah, yeah, it's something that has been really amazing for our community yeah. and for us as a company I think too. I think it's opened up to new people that haven't tried CBD yet. I think we get yeah. a lot of messages from people who it's the first time they've tried it. So yeah. making that price, uh, £20 for a bottle, per bottle, has just opened up people yeah. to, to trying it. And it's been really encouraging to see all these messages come yeah. through. Yeah, it's been really great. And we've had so many messages from people um, just kind of asking about the product. So being able to educate more people on it as well has been really, really good. Yeah, it's not the best business model when you're actually selling your CBD oil for lower than it, than it costs to actually uh, produce it. But I think it's really important. You know, now, now's the time where, where you know, we have something that can actually help people. So we need to do all we can to, to give people the opportunity to try that. So I guess until at the moment, it looks like June 21st would be a, an end of lockdown sort of scenario. So I think we'll, it's something we, sh we should carry out until around that time. That is a difficult one. The end date um, is movable, <laughs> movable all the time and we're not really in control of that. I but. was hoping for next week. But no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all were uh, as well. So. So, well, so let's go on a bit to, to why the business started then. So Martin, why CBD? What was the driver behind CBD? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it probably goes back for me anyway with the sort of hemp journey back to when I was traveling a lot uh, two years ago out, out in the States and you know I think I spent that year probably almost half of the year traveling and a lot of time in America and you know when, when you're when you're going from uh, place to place you know I think it's pretty much well Sarah probably knows she she organized all the flights but you know it's every other day you're flying to another place another time zone um, and it really starts to have an effect on your body over a period. You know, you're eating unhealthily, you're training very irregularly, you're drinking probably more than you should be. Um, you know, you're staying up late with, with customers or entertaining, and then you know, you're up early for the next flight. And I, you know, that year I was really beginning to struggle um, with sleep. And so, uh, so someone in the States recommended that I try some, some CBD oil, uh, which should, should help uh, with, with sleeping. And, and it did, you know, just a, a few drops uh, at night time before going to sleep made, made such a big difference. And it's something I've been taking regularly uh, since then. And I guess the one thing with that, when, you, when I got back to the UK and, and said, oh, I really want to try some CBD oil here, it got back and it was a bit of a kind of landmine as to, you know, what it was, where it was coming from. Was it um, CBD oil? Uh, was it CBD isolate, was it full spectrum CBD? It was very difficult to understand what it was you were getting. And then there's also the it's X amount of milligrams and was that milligrams of CBD or was it milligrams of hemp oil or what was it? And it was very confusing. So you know, Sarah and, and myself were chatting, it's like, you know, how, how can we get a, a credible source of CBD oil that, that can give us basically what we're wanting to take day in, day out? So usually when you get face uh, that kind of question, the answer is you need to sort it out yourself. Yeah. So um, we spent a long time looking for a, a great supplier of, of the CBD isolate. Uh, for us, it was super important that there was that traceability of it and also that, that C of A, that certificate of analysis of, of the actual CBD isolate, because it's super important when you get to, well, I say super important, not, not that important for me. I'm, I'm not uh, that level of athlete, but you, you know, people need to know what it is that they're putting into their body. So you want to make sure it's super, super pure and you can trace that all the way back um, to the field that it's grown. Um, so that, that purity of CBD was, was critical for us. And then the other thing on top of that was, you know, how can we make it taste great as well? 
so we did a lot of, of testing <laughs> of, of flavours to, to come up with the three flavours we have, which is the natural, the cherry and the, and the peach. And in terms of that concentration, we went for 1200 milligrams in terms of, of that 30 mil bottle, which is 40 milligrams per, per mil, which is you know, one of those pipettes. It's a nice dose of, of CBD per pipette. Um, but something we're going to look at in the next few months is, is a higher strength one as well, which would be 3,000 milligrams per 30 mil as well. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, and, uh, you know, the, out on the, the market, was, you know, people are talking about all the different benefits uh, that people get from CBD. So what I wanted to do today was talk about our own personal experiences um, with CBD. So, Sarah, do you want to just explain a wee bit about what, mm -hmm. how it helps you? Yeah. So just what Mark was saying, he was, he was away on this like month long trip and then he came back with quite a few different CBD samples. And like, honestly, I, it's something that I'd heard of, but I didn't really know much about. I didn't really know what the benefits were or not really much of anything really. So I, from that day that Martin came back, I just started taking it for about a month just to see if I noticed any kind of difference. And I definitely did because I haven't stopped taking it since. So that's been two years now. So yeah, a long time. So I take it to help, but I think it really helps my focus and my productivity. I do find that I wake up and I just feel a bit more like ready to like take on the day almost. And any sort of like brain fog that you can sometimes get when you're feeling stressed or anxious, that just improves massively for me. So that's the main reasons I take it. And I do, I've done like a few experiments throughout the couple of years. Like I'm not going to take it for a month and see if I notice a difference. And I do. Okay. And I'm like really wanting to take it again. So it's something that has just become like part of my everyday. Like yeah. I take 40 milligrams every morning and I don't think I ever would not do that. Yeah, awesome. Well, <laughs> for, for me, um, I def so I'm a keen runner, which again, we'll, we'll come on and speak about a bit more soon, hopefully. Yeah. But recovery is absolutely key for me. And since I've been taking CBD consistently, um, my recovery has been so much better. So, you know, less aches and pains and, you know, I wear a whoop and you'll hear me harping on about whoop quite a lot over the course of this uh, podcast journey because I absolutely love the product. But basically my whoop is a band, a, a wearable that I wear uh, on my wrist that tracks my body 24 seven basically. So it's, you know, monitoring different data points within my body uh, at all times. So three of the key things it measures is my daily strain. So, you know, how much I'm straining on a daily basis, what my recovery score is. So how recovered I am to allow me to do that uh, particular, whatever it is I've got on that day and sleep. Um, so it monitors my sleep, how much deep sleep I'm getting, all that sort of thing. And for me, because I can actually track my data um, since I have been using CBD consistently, my recovery score is generally always better. Um, it tracks something called heart rate variability. Again, I won't get too technical, but it's always kind of more increased. It's higher, which is uh, better for you. So generally, like, yeah, the way I feel, I, can, I, I know my body well enough that I feel better taking it. Um, but having that actual data to back it up as well is just absolutely incredible. So, you know, like you said, Sarah, I'm making it a routine. It's just now part of my daily routine. So, it, 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 yeah, my recovery is better, but part of that recovery is my sleep. Um, and again, I look at my sleep score, and I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to my whoop, um, as you've probably already realised. But, you know, I can track my, you know, deep sleep, how much deep sleep I'm having. And, you know, the CBD just plays such a massive part on that as well. And, and how does that affect your actual running? Well, because it's because I'm waking up 
on a daily basis more recovered. It's allowed me to go harder than I probably ever have before. And how's your um, performance? My performance is generally increasing uh, all the time. So we did a 10K time trial on Saturday morning, uh, myself and Martin, and we both got PBs on that. So I think you know that's proven that we're we're doing something right. Well, um, I, I started three minutes ahead of you, and you still finished <laughs> ahead of you still finished ahead of me. Yeah. So yeah, uh, <laughs> it was it was good fun, good to good to get out on a sunny day, um, which was absolutely incredible. And uh, yeah, so it's the CBD is making me more recovered, which is allowing me to sort of perform more on a, a daily basis. So yeah, I absolutely swear by it, obviously. Um, so what about yourself? You've touched on sleep. Is it is it mainly sleep for you, Martin? Yeah, mainly sleep. I mean, um, yeah, I've got a slightly more regular running regime over the last period, uh, which I think it helps as well. You know, I've, I've increased my mileage slowly over the last few years, and it's now sitting at around about 60k a week, which for me is, is good going. It's not quite in the same region as you, but um, you're a lot faster and, and uh, stronger than I am. So, you're, you're, you're catching up quick. One, one day, I can only <laughs> dream of being as the athlete you are. But yeah, I think it helps a lot. You know, it's, um, you know before that, I would tend to be uh, maybe injured now and again. And, and I feel that over the last period, it's been super consistent and, and injury-free, which is great. Yeah, cool. So, well, let's, let's go on to speak a bit about, about our health and fitness then. Um, you know, Martin and I are clearly runners, as we've uh, touched upon already, and we'll, we'll go on to a bit more detail. But what about yourself, Sarah? What is it that you're... Not a runner. <laughs> Definitely not a runner. My fitness journey has been a bit... Well, I used to be quite a keen gym goer. I used to be in the gym five days a week, um, strength training. That was what I did for about three years. And I think just as time moved on, my interests changed. So I've kind of dabbled in quite a few different things. But I would say the one thing that I do probably on a weekly basis is hike. I love hiking. I love the way it makes me feel. I just I love everything about it. I love getting out into the, the Scotland Monroes and all that. So yeah, that's what I do to kind of keep focused and keep my health and fitness on track. And I do really actually miss doing my strength training, but obviously right now, gyms are quite hard to, well, there's no gyms right now. So I have just had to kind of adapt what I do. I do quite a bit of yoga as well. So I think a lot of people are trying to adapt what they are doing and how they can fit that into being at home more. So I do find that yoga is really good for doing at home, just if you've got a yoga mat and it doesn't have to be anywhere fancy. I live in a, quite a small two bedroom flat in, in town, so I don't have like masses of room, but I try and have, I try and do yoga maybe a couple times a week and some meditation as well. I quite like doing meditation in the morning with my coffee and my CBD. That's kind of a little ritual that I have right now. But yeah, every weekend I do try and get out to the hills if I can. And every day I make sure I get at least like 20, 30 minutes of just a walk yeah. at lunchtime. I think that's so important. Like when you're so busy, like day in, day out at work and you just find yourself that you haven't even left your desk. I think that is probably one of the worst things you can do for your mental health. Yeah. And it, it totally makes a difference. Just getting up half an hour, going for a walk around wherever you are. It just totally resets your, yeah, yourself. Especially right now, working from home, like there is, yeah. there's, there's days where, you know, you're, you get up and you go to your desk and you're at your desk and before you know yeah. it, you're like, God, it's the end of the day and I haven't actually even stepped foot outside. It's so, so easy to do. Like, 
if you wake up at whatever time, six, seven, like you, you can find yourself just starting to work then. And then before you know it, it's like one o'clock and you're like, oh my goodness, this, this is not great. So yeah, you really need to kind of just have discipline and set some boundaries and just make sure you, like, yeah, you take half an hour, 20 minutes, whatever you can, just to get outside and just, yeah. just take those like moments for yourself and just do something you want to do. It might not be a walk. It might just be, you might want to read a book for half an hour. You might want to meditate. You might do a yoga practice. Yeah. I think it is important to, yeah. to do that for yourself. And, uh, so the hill walk inside then, fresh yeah. air is absolutely key for yeah. so many different things. Yeah. Um, what's some of your favorite walks? I would say Loch Nagar is my fave. Okay. It's my all-time favorite one. And Loch Mick as well, that's lovely too. Still heaps I need to explore, but um, yeah, that's the ones I tend to do yeah. when I can. And you enjoy hill walking so much. That's yeah. you know where you got engaged at the weekend. I know, <laughs> I know. He knows me well. I know. I actually, yeah. Stuart is a, a huge reason why we do so many Munros. Um, it's the one thing that we love doing together. So that's why we've definitely stepped up and trying to accomplish a lot more now. And it's a great thing to do during, like, when COVID is happening. You know, it's something that you can do, and it's nice to get out and just away from. Yeah. from all no definitely it's definitely something I advocate as well like yeah. just getting outside I think that's so important for people just yeah. you know you, you get you feel I feel it when I've been cooped up inside all day you know you generally yeah. feel like you know that fogginess that, you know so ahead sometimes and I think for me just yeah. getting outside is so important yeah 100% yeah I think it is so important it just makes you feel just I don't know it, it kind of makes you like look at things differently when you get out to the hills or wherever it is you want to go just a different like a change of scenery and it just kind of makes you appreciate things yeah. a little bit more when yeah. it's during this quite challenging time for everyone yeah yeah and we're quite blessed in northeast of Scotland as well I know we've we got, are we've got plenty I know. of places we can go I know I'm sorry for the people who yeah. who don't have Munros on their doorstep yeah. but once all this is over you're welcome to come and visit yeah. in northeast of Scotland it's a it's a good place to live that's for sure so Martin obviously running what's your key sort of discipline what do you enjoy what distances uh, one only one goal so my one goal is to do a sub three hour marathon yeah and where are you at right now uh, 3.19. Yeah, which is a bit out of date as well. I think if you did one right now, it'd be a lot quicker, but... It'd be close, but I'm still not sure I'm there. So I worked up, I set myself some goals. Uh, one, you know, the first one was a 20-minute 5K, then it was a 40-minute 10K, then a one-hour 30 half marathon. So I've, I've ticked off all these ones, so now it's just that, that final goal of a sub-three marathon, and then once I've done that, I can tie up my shoes, <laughs> uh, put them on the mantelpiece, and... <laughs> sit back and drink beer for the rest of my life. Yeah. So what, just out of interest, what was your first ever marathon? What was your time in that? First, first ever marathon was, what was that, 2011, I think, where uh, Ellie, my wife and I decided for no reason that we should run a marathon. So, <laughs> so we started training um, for, I think the best part of nine months for that marathon, and then we ran it together. It was a uh, Loch Ness marathon, so a beautiful, um, point to point marathon uh, running the length of, of Loch Ness finishing in the middle of Inverness um, we did that I think it was 4 hours 28 together 4 hours 28 4 hours 28 and then the year after I ran the Pisa marathon myself in 3.35 and then I stopped running for I think about 4, four years and then it was uh, around about 
two and a half, three years ago that I started picking it up again yeah. with, with that sort of goal of a, my goal is I want to do sub three. So yeah. it's, it went way back up to like four hours for a marathon and now I've been working working in the right direction now for a few years, which is yeah, great. I'm sure. If, if uh, things allow, if COVID allows and there's races this year, I'm sure that sub three will, will happen this year. Yeah, and I, I guess, you know, I think that's where where we met and, and, and did a lot of stuff is just the general sort of running circuit around Aberdeen and park run and um, local half marathons and stuff. And um, yeah, I think, you know, in terms of inspiration, your running journey has been a huge inspiration yeah. for me. Yeah, so my first ever marathon, I was a Loch Ness Marathon as well, uh, 2008. So I did that in uh, four hours, 35 minutes. Um, then similar, didn't do another one for another three years. <laughs> Um, did my second one, I uh, did two in 2011 in one year, so after not did anything for three years, I uh, did uh, Edinburgh New York Marathon that year, and again after that, took three years off for whatever reason, and uh, didn't do another one until 2014, um, and then I did a few, I, I sort of, I did a few years of, all my marathons were around about the same time, like 345, 346, 348, and they're all in that sort of vicinity, um, when no real improvement was coming, so you know, when you're doing this, you start looking at yourself and thinking, what can I do to, to improve things? So I started, you know, working with a, a running coach um, who's a, a chap called Fraser Klein, um, who's still, to this day, I believe, still Aberdeen's fastest ever marathoner. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, he just gave me a bit of structure to my training and started working with him in 2018. So going into that, my, my PB in a marathon, I think was three hours, 43. And I've now got that down to two hours, 44 minutes. So I've almost taken a full two hours off my, my marathon time. Um, and I believe that I, I, will, I will end up going below two hours 30. So I will end up taking more than an hour off my, my times. And, you know, you're talking about goals there as well. I think, you know, whatever it is you're doing in life, if you have something to work towards and you surround yourself with people that, you know, push you on to achieve those goals as well. I think it goes so far, and I think that's you know part of you know what our um, how we sort of helped you know inspire each other as well is just through that you know always chasing after the next time, next time, and you know you say you'll hang up the the, the trainers after a three hour marathon, but I've got no doubt that you'll carry on after that. So yeah, I think just. I think it's just it, like anything else. It's just having a structure, having consistency, and you can see the improvements happen. You can relate that to, to any part of your life. You can relate that to your business life or your, you know, your yoga or whatever it is. Just you know, having something to work towards and have a bit of a plan to do it, and you can achieve it. Yeah, and uh, you know, and, and the achievements that you've made in those years, you know, taking basically two hours off that time that you first set, is is incredible and. I think it's just great. You know, it's not just the 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 running improvements, but it's also everything else it does around your life as well. So I don't know how, how many. Well, you do a lot of sessions. What probably six sessions a week, seven sessions a week. I'm pretty much running every single day, um, and it's just now part of my life. Like it's just you know people ask me how I fit it in and all that sort of things, and it's just whatever I've got on, however busy I am, the run happens. It just became a habit and it just happens yeah. regardless. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just, it's just always, it just always gets done. Mm -hmm. um, and then within that seven days, summer, really easy, comfortable, slow runs. And then, you know, maybe two or three key workouts a week where I'll do some sort of speed sessions or interval sessions and stuff like that. And then around that, just recover and, and uh, come back stronger for the next day. 
And I think it's so easy to say, you know, that old excuse, I, I used to be really bad at that was, you know, I don't have time to do it, you know, I'm really busy at work, I, I can't get out for a, a lunchtime run or whatever it is, but it's, it's totally the wrong way to like, look at that thing and, and the best thing you can do is say, actually, I'm going to take 20 minutes, I'm going to yeah. put on my shorts and I'm going to just have a, a quick few K around the block yeah. and then when you come back in, your head's in such a better place that you can get you know, all the work that you've supposedly missed during your 20 yeah. minutes that you're yeah, not exactly. at your desk yeah. uh, easily done. Um, but on top of that, you know, you're, you're, you're giving your body a little bit of a, a workout, your head's getting better, and then also in the evening when you have your, your, your tea or, or your little extra piece of chocolate or a few extra beers in my case maybe, but, um, you know, it just puts everything in a much more manageable cycle where, where you have that exercise, but it makes the rest of your life so much easier as well. I think it's potentially even written into my contract, is it, Martin? I've got to run every single day. Every, every day. Yeah. <laughs> 15K every day. <laughs> yeah, so not, no, just, yeah, about there's running in my contract, yeah. So, Sarah, just what about yourself? Any goals that you've got in the, the hill walker or yoga side of things? Yeah, I would love to just climb something that is not in Scotland. Um, Everest Base Camp would be the dream. Okay. I would love to do that. Um, don't know when we'll get around to doing that right now. It's quite hard to kind of set any goals in that kind of way. But yeah, love, we'd love, we'd absolutely yeah. love to do that. We can hold her to that, can't we, Mark? Be a, a great honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. That would be. I'll, I'll run it by Stuart. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, well, no. <laughs> it's out there. It's out there now. Hopefully Stuart listens and he's got to get yeah. that booked in. But honestly, like as well as that, I actually want to get back into doing my strength training again, which is why I'm really excited to have Michelle yeah. come on board as well, because I think she might give me that kind of boost that I need to actually start doing it. Um, it's obviously a little bit more challenging right now, but it's something that I absolutely loved doing. Okay. And um, I used to set myself crazy goals back then. And I do actually miss having like that kind of goals. Yeah. So it's definitely something I want to start doing again, hopefully in the next year. Yeah. I think that's a great point. You know, it's probably the one thing I think that's missing from, from my exercising regime is just some something you know I, I like running and I do you know maybe f five sessions a week of running but that's all and I don't really do any sort of core work or yeah. other bits which I think would, would really benefit my running as well so yeah, I think hopefully Michelle and some of the other uh, people we'll have helping us out can give us some great routines for for core strength yeah. which we can tailor around my requirement and then everyone else can use yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, you know, it's one of those things that we, we speak about. We just mentioned it there. We talk about being busy and everything. So you end up cramming in the run because that is on a plan and you're, yeah. you sort of hold yourself accountable to that. But then like the strength work or the core work right now isn't actually on a plan. So it just doesn't get done. So I think, yeah, somebody holding you accountable to it as well. I'll so. need to start super easy, like three press-ups or two chin-ups <laughs> or something. I'm not, I'm not sure I could do much more yeah. than that. So what about inspirations in regards to any people you look up to in the running world or any other world? Yeah, I mean, a few easy ones would be like Elliot Kipchoge, yeah. like what, what he's done and you know, we've followed him uh, over some of his incredible runs in the last few years. It's, it's you know, amazing to A, see someone run like that, but then when you actually break it down into how he actually does it and the, and the speed that he has to run at for that length yeah. of time is, is phenomenal. So. Yeah, anyone I think in that sort of high level running is, is hugely inspirational yeah. for me. Yeah, it's obvious, obvious that they put in the work as well. You know, they're, they're working really, really hard on it. It doesn't just happen by chance. Yeah. So. Cool. Um, so 
we've also got a range of new products in development right now as well. So, Sarah, do you want to touch a wee bit about the new CBD oils? Yeah, so in, um, at the moment we're currently developing um, stronger um, CBD drops. So they're going to be the same 30 mil uh, volume, but we're actually going to be doing it in 3000 milligram. So at the moment we are trialing flavours. We're going to likely be doing three new ones. Very likely one will be unflavoured, two to be confirmed, but it will not take eight months like it did last time. <laughs> no, and we'll definitely have some fun in the process <laughs> of tasting what these flavours are going to be. So you should um, look out for them coming May, June time. So exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the beauty of the stronger CBD oil, if you're a regular user, then you know, it means that you don't have to buy so many individual bottles. It's more or less three bottles worth in one, yeah. so it's way better from that sustainability standpoint. And personally, I take around about uh, you know 80 to 100 milligrams a day, um, and, and that's split up throughout the day. So some in the morning, uh, post-workout, and then I usually take a 40 milligram dose at, at, just before going to bed. So I think it's uh, yeah great that we can offer this for someone who's a regular user, can buy a slightly stronger yeah. bottle and, and help you know, minimise our, our yeah, impact on the It'll last them longer as well, yeah. Cool. And what about, since uh, we're on that, the energy drink side of things as well, Martin? Yeah, so we're also looking at uh, trialling a few uh, energy drinks, and that's uh, CBD-focused. Uh, we might do some that are not CBD-focused, but we're going to start with the ones that are, and uh, hopefully put them into some, some great flavours for specific times. And so with these new drinks, we're, we're looking at focusing them on sort of three key areas, which would be uh, mindful, um, functional, and also recovery as well. Cool. And on the sort of recovery side as well, uh, we've also started development on a protein bar um, and protein powder as well. Um, and then again, we're going to have a, a mix of CBD and non-CBD products within those two as well. And I think just you know, protein bars for, you know, getting that extra protein hit, uh, protein powder for the same reason, you know, most people I know that are involved in health and fitness in whatever capacity are making their own protein shakes. Um, they're all going to be vegan as well. They're all going to be plant-based. Oh, I almost dropped my notepad there. Um, they're all going to be plant-based, vegan, um, but good, you know, quality protein content in there. Again, a variety of flavours and, yeah, just really excited about getting more of these products out onto the marketplace. So, I know. Yeah. I know. So just sort of to, to round up, I'm going to try and summarise some of the key things that we spoke about, but I think it's important just for, for three things. I want to ask you all individually and I'll you know, say mine as well. Um, your sort of top tips for um, performance, so improving performance, for improving sleep and for improving recovery. Okay, so I'm going to go first um, and then I'll, I'll come on to you guys after that. So for me, um, in regards to improving performance, I think I mentioned it earlier, I think just having a structure um, and consistency. I think if you're you know, spending one week and you're working out and then you're stopping for a week and then you're doing another week, and even if those are good individual weeks, you're not going to see any improvement. So I think just make consistency is probably the biggest message that I can give to anyone looking to improve their performance. Um, in regards to the sleep side, um, I, f I feel that having a bit of a sleep routine and you know going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time every day really helps my sleep. You know, if you're you know going to bed at one night at midnight and then the next night at nine o'clock and you get up at five a.m., getting up at eight a.m. If you're if you're mixing that, your body doesn't really know 
when it's meant to sleep. So I think, you know, just having that set times um, all the time. And then recovery, there's a few different things, but I'm going to mention ice bath because uh, yesterday, and the guys are laughing because basically I took delivery of like a massive water container thing yesterday that my wife ordered um, that we're going to put in the back garden. We're going to frame it out a bit. It's going to be like an ice bath for recovery. So uh, my wife, Angela, she's well into her, her health and fitness and uh, she's a keen crossfitter. So it was driven by her, but I think there is something about getting into the cold water that really helps. Um, you know, we're, we've, we're partial to go into the sea in the middle of winter and the North Sea, yeah. which is absolutely freezing. Um, but it really does help recovery and it helps your legs. And mm -hmm. there's a weird, like, nice feeling going into the freezing cold water as well. So I've heard that. A lot yeah. of people think, yeah, it makes you just feel like energized and happy. a bit of a buzz. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Biggest tip, you need to put something on your feet. And I, I need to do this myself because the worst part is my feet are absolutely freezing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's mine. So consistency, um, you know, same, t same time to bed, same time waking up for sleep and then the ice bath for recovery. So Sarah, yes. what are your three tips on these? My three tips. I would say... Having a routine, like I find that waking up every day, like having my morning coffee, having my CBD, like really sets me up for the day. And yeah, like I said before, make sure halfway through the day you take that time for yourself to do whatever it is that you want to do. But I'm also going to touch on things that I would like, I find don't help me. Like when it comes to yeah. mental health, I find if I wake up in the morning and I just pick up my phone and yeah. start looking at whatever it is, emails, anything like that, it's probably the worst thing to do because yeah. I think it just kind of sets you up the wrong way. I think when you wake up in the morning, you should really just take that time for yourself before looking at any sort of screens. I find scrolling through my phone when I'm in my bed at all really is yeah. not great at all for, for like my mental health. I feel like it doesn't really help you switch off. So that would be one of my tips definitely, not to take your phone to bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. It's, a good, it's a very good tip. Yeah, really, I yeah. really do think you can spend hours like just scrolling through stuff and you just you don't really know what you've just spent your time doing. So I really make sure that I really limit my screen time yeah. and And the blue light as well. Like yeah. you're before bed, if you you're looking at that screen in your bed, the blue light doesn't help you sleep either. So Yeah, no, hundred percent. And like I have to like catch myself because I still do it. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, like this is not gonna help me in any way. So I do a lot of journaling. I find like if I can't sleep I I write yeah. or I read. Or I actually use the CAM app, which is something yeah. I've actually recently discovered and I wish I discovered it a long before now. Because yeah. I just listened to one of the night stories and I'm asleep within like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, the cam app, it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would say. I would say um, start your day off with a routine, um, like a little morning ritual, if you like to set yourself up for the day. Halfway through the day, make sure that you get out, even 20, 30 minutes, just to clear your head and kind of reset yourself. And at night, just switch off from social media, switch off from emails and just do something good for your mind. Awesome. I think we're all guilty of some of those bad habits as well. <laughs> so what about yourself, Martin? What are your tips for performance, sleep and recovery? Yeah, performance, um, whether it's in sport or, or business or, or anything, it's just knowing what you're wanting to achieve. So yeah. just setting that goal is such a, a big thing. Um, and it's, you know, it's something I, I do all the time for 
sport, for, for work, for even just like personal things, you know, what, yeah. what, what do I want to achieve uh, this year or this month or this week? It's really important to have, have that. So that's my biggest one for, for performance. For recovery, um, I would say recovery for me is getting a good night's sleep. Uh, I think the biggest thing I've noticed being being in lockdown for the last year is is actually if you if you're able to get a consistent and good night's sleep, it makes such a difference to your feeling and well-being the next day. So that that's my biggest one for for recovery. And then generally for sleep, then well for me it's it's been taking CBD. I've found yeah. it's such a such a key part of my um, evening ritual now is you know take CBD. Uh, finish that beer, glass of wine, go to sleep, <laughs> and uh, and you know tomorrow's going to be a great day. Yeah, no, great tips, absolutely yeah. awesome. So, yeah, I mean that was, that was great. A wee introduction to who we are, you know, what the business is all about. Um, we're keen to put this podcast out weekly, and we've got a range of different experts, different topics that we're gonna cover you know, in the podcast on a weekly basis. So some of those that we've got, um, we're gonna have obviously you know, some running people because we're, we're big into running, but also yoga, meditation. We've got some CrossFit people that will be coming onto the podcast, um, weightlifting, nutrition, um, obviously CBD experts because CBD is obviously a massive part of what we do. Um, and also environmental experts as well, you know, that sustainability message. So, and there'll be more, there's countless anything related to improving people's mind and their body, obviously healthy body, healthy mind. So yeah, thanks very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed episode one and we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you. Great. Cheers. Thanks.